0: Merry Christmas, Overthinkers. So what is the spirit of Christmas? We discuss this and more with special guest Nathan Sher on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, Thinking People's Thinking People. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for the holidays for people who love to have fun thinking deeply over the holidays. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, holiday, Christmas hosting enthusiast, and with me as always is my
1: fastidiously festive co-host, Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and... So there was going to be a pithier way to say this, but if you could see me right now, I'm an aspiring young Santa. So I, one of the things I really want to do when I become older and get like white hair is I want to play Santa. So that's like a life goal of mine. So I'm just practicing right now because I have a huge bushy beard and really long Santa hair. So aspiring one day to be Santa cosplayer. Excellent, Excellent. Dare to
2: dream, buddy. Dare to dream. And
0: of course, with us today, as you can hear, is also the commissar of cutaways, the man behind the curtain, Nathan Cher, also known as Nathan A. Nathan, welcome back.
2: Bah humbug. <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we are all here in our extremely, uh, when you listen to this, hopefully you are all in your uh, very Christmassy phase, I just bought today eggnog so that I can slurp it quietly while uh, on the show. So I share that Christmasy time spirit tradition with all of you. Or honestly,
2: counterpoint, slurp it not quietly while we're talking. Just be the noxious crit guy. What'd you say?
1: I, I was going to say honestly, this should be the topic of the episode because. Eggnog is way more controversial than anything we've ever talked about on this podcast. Really, I'm an eggnog. Oh, you didn't know about this? No, eggnog hater. Wrong. (gasps) Be banished from this holiday and from the earth. So this is really the topic we should we should be exploring. Okay, and you call yourself inspiring
2: Santa?
0: New episode. (laughs) Why Nathan is wrong about eggnog?
2: Quick to the nogmobile!
1: santa brings hot chocolate just so everyone knows that is canon that is truth so if 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 your santa drinks eggnog he is a heretical santa
0: why can't why can't we just all get along like I'm was like eggnogs can live with the hot chocolates can live with the warm milks and, in harmony and peace
1: Acts don't care about your feelings Facts don't care about your feelings joseph <laughs> sit my eggnog in defiance
2: um sounds any- like we need another miracle on 34th street up in here
0: Hey! Oh! Okay. We are doing a terrible job of, like, making sure that all of our voices don't
2: go over each other. (laughs) in this,
0: making it eat But Nathan's a part of it here. And he's the one who has to edit it. So it's okay. Um, Oh,
2: Groy, I had to edit the the chaos of friendship. Good luck me. somebody's got to do it. (laughs) So anyway,
0: as you all can tell, this is, to be honest, we're having our our big Christmas episode of the year, our our ending Christmas episode of the year. And of course, today we're going to be discussing what is the true spirit of Christmas. But first, Nathan 1, because Nathan Clark says Nathan 1 and Nathan Sher is Nathan A, as we've established, self-explanatory. But Nathan 1, if people enjoy this discussion and want to engage with more of our content and
1: meet fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.world where I'm pretty sure I figured out all the snags in the website. So keep on trying. Just, you know, do it every day. And one of these days is going to (laughs) work. So the overthinkersjournal.world where you can find out more about your hosts and send us all of your love and hate mail. Um, If you want to join other overthinkers who like like having discussions talking about all the fun stuff we talk about here please head over to facebook we have a private facebook group called the overthinkers we have tons of memes and tons of overthinkers just like yourself we want you along our ranks if you do enjoy the show uh do the the in the in your christmas spirit leave us a gift of a review uh and share with a friend Uh, even give give this podcast as a gift to a friend and you can, you know, actually that's really funny to think of. Like I got you a really great gift. It's my favorite podcast. So leave us a review, share with a friend in the Christmas spirit. And um, yeah, bro does help us out very much. And uh, that's it. That's how you show you really love your friends. You give them a free link
0: uh, to a public podcast that they, they can buy Oh, I guess they show love to us. True, <laughs> true. That's that's a get rid that's true.
2: I guess that means to stop giving my friends hippopotamine for Christmas, correct? Yeah, I now have questions. Podcast.
0: <laughs> I have, I have questions. no answers.
2: Proceed fair enough.
0: All right, everybody, get ready to get started. Let's do it. All right, so defining the spirit of Christmas is a harder task than one might imagine. Christmas has been around in some form or another for almost 2,000 years. But in its time, it's evolved quite a bit. Initially, Christmas was widely a time where people went to church in the morning and then partied hard in the evening, to such a degree that many Christians at different times accused the spirit of Christmas of being that of a pagan debauchery and sought to ban it. This changed in the 19th century with Washington Irving and Charles Dickens both wrote books that reimagined and popularized the Christmas that celebrated outside the church as one of families getting together with the sketchbook of Jeffrey Cran and A Christmas Carol, respectively. This created more perceived unity between the values of the Christmas holiday celebrated within the church and the ones celebrated outside the church. As the West, like America and UK, became more secular in the 20th century, songs like White Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer started popularizing a version of Christmas that was reflective of those Christmas values without the religious beliefs attached to them leading to a common spirit of Christmas that people were engaging in regardless of their religious affiliation, which is why 80% of Americans claim to celebrate Christmas while only 64% identify as Christian. Further, as fewer families are celebrating as much of the Christmas holiday together, the pre-Christmas carol version of Christmas has started to return in the form of young people going bar hopping or party hopping at Christmas time a la SantaCon. This has led to an increased confusion as to what constitutes the spirit of Christmas and how to define it. So, we will start with Nathan A. Nathan A., how do you define the spirit of Christmas and why would you define it that way?
2: So, but just to clarify, so by spirit of Christmas, we're basically just saying the true meaning of Christmas, like what Christmas is all about? Yes. Well, the presents, obviously. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> there we are, folks. We can all go home. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Okay. But in actuality, I would say at its core, I would think the main spirit of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas, boils down to gratitude and that gratitude leading to celebration. So I feel like. Again, we're going to go very Christian here, folks. So sorry, not sorry. This is what we're going to get down to. But I feel yeah, like so when in it our comes... Christmas
0: episode, we have to apologize. We're going to get really
2: Christian. <laughs> just, just doing our token. Sorry, we're not sorry. We're Christians as we do every episode. Okay, but uh, yes, as it boils down to the story of Christmas is just the gospel is basically Jesus coming down to save us when we need help the most, or in other words, letting us know that in this existential dread that we've been having all of our lives. We are not actually alone. God is here with us. He is here for us. He died to save us from ourselves. And so therefore, we have a reason to celebrate. And so with the gift of Jesus, with the gift of God being here for us and taking care of us, we have place to be. We can respond in gratitude. And through that gratitude, we open up. That gratitude opens us up to celebrate. That gratitude opens us up to enjoy life, enjoy ourselves and just be generous as a result so gratitude leads to generosity which also leads to fun enjoyment of life and i feel like those three all intertwine and so that's what christmas is about just responding to the good news that hey we have someone protecting us we have someone who loves us we have someone who takes care of us and did all this for us well let's go out and be like him and be generous as well and let's enjoy that generosity with each other and just celebrate till the cows come home
1: I, I absolutely love that you brought up celebration because this is something I feel like is. I thought it was going to be like the unique one who's like, I'm going to bring this up. No one else is because no one else does. It's interesting that you bring up celebration because I think we have, we almost feel bad, right? About like partying and being excited and stuff. There's like this, particularly within religious um, communities, it's like, no, we should really focus on servanthood. And by the way, these are all amazing things. And mm-hmm. these are aspects of what Christmas is about. Servanthood and and giving and generosity and self-sacrifice. But there is something deeply beautiful, and I believe God designed about celebration. And I think celebration is this huge, huge aspect of what it means to be human. And I think that God put it inside of us. We, we see it all through Scripture. I think we were created to celebrate, and not always. You know, we can see in Ecclesiastes uh, for the, uh, the you know the, the one where he's like, "There's a season for everything, morning and celebration." But there is. A particular part of that passage where it says there's a time for celebration to get excited to be um, to be joyful and and part of celebrating is doing it together and so you know as I look back when I was a kid I think about I really did feel that excitement when I would see those first trees come up in the mall. And I would start seeing the the commercials, right? And be like, oh, there's a car, there's Santa selling a car on the TV. And I know that sounds silly, but I got excited because it reminded me of this like one time we set aside, like Ecclesiastes said, it's a season for celebration. And it's something we were created for. And as you pointed out, Nathan, even if you're not religious, you're not Christian, whatever, there's still this kind of intrinsic desire to give thanks to something. Uh, you see it. And there is like a need almost Like people want to be grateful for the beauty they see in the world. They want to recognize the beauty and look at it, your mind of it. And, not stop there. They want to be thankful for it. You know, I've heard, you know, we think the spirit or we think nature, or we just are generally thankful. But I think there's a natural inclination to be thankful um, for the beauty that exists in the world. And as you said, that thankfulness leads us into celebration. And both of these things are this huge part of what it means to be human. And so it's cool to see, to me, that Christmas is this universal, Day, this universal season in which we're doing this as a collective of humanity. You know, with birthdays, we're going to celebrate with our, our with our families and our friends and ourselves. Um, with anniversaries, we're going to celebrate those with our spouses. But when we have a holiday like Christmas, particularly at the end of the year, when we have seen everything go wrong, you know, just this year and the, the world has experienced multiple wars, multiple um, um, what a, terrible things, the natural disasters, economic uh, woes. And it's like at the end of the year, there, like it says in Ecclesiastes, there is a time to mourn, there is a time to uh, to reflect, to be sad. But there's also there's this need in us after experiencing these deep and heavy things, even in the midst of experiencing these deep and heavy things, to uh, remember that the world is beautiful, and the season does that universally. It's everyone in the world is trying to, and I know it can be difficult, is trying to remember the world is beautiful, be thankful to. You know i hate say sorry christmas christmas be thankful to god that the world is beautiful they created it um and celebrate with your fellow man around the world and i think that's a really beautiful thing and so i actually think nathan nailed it and right out the gates so we don't, there's not much to talk about but it is it's it's uh the world is beautiful being thankful for it and celebrating with your fellow man i would say that's like and out of that comes self-service out of that comes uh, or not self-service service to others and love and uh and unconditional um giving whatever it might be but i think that's kind of the core of it is it and uh, and i know <laughs> i can hear my catholic friends yelling at me it's about the incarnation yes it but that is all part of what i mean about the world is beautiful that when you think about god the one who designed the universe coming to be with us um, that is the beauty that we are acknowledging. That's one of the main beauties that we acknowledge in the world. We're not left alone. The world is beautiful. The world was designed. There's goodness in it. So all of that leads us to this mutual celebration around the world. So anyway, uh, I love the run up celebration and thankfulness and not yeah, And So, you know, it is um, Joseph is about to laugh. I have no idea why, but yeah, so, <laughs> but, but I'm excited to hear this, but yeah, that would be at least the beginning of what I kind of identify as the spirit of Christmas.
2: So in other words, the best gospel song out there is Celebration by Cool and the Gang. This calls for a celebration. Good times, come on, I will.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Um <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> I just—I I, want to say, I want to hear more about the self-service aspect of Christmas.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's treat yourself, right? All right? There is a little bit of treat yourself <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in Christmas. You got to, you know, have a mug of hot chocolate and buy yourself something <laughs> nice before you buy something for someone
0: else. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. No. So one of the things I love having Nathan A on. I love having Nathan on and it also makes me so angry because so often I will have this like really smart, like multiple list layout of, of how to define the thing we're talking about. And then he will come in and then just like completely destroy it by coming up with something so much better and simpler way of putting it than I could have put it myself. But it's exactly that Nathan it's gratitude based celebration because Because, I mean, it's funny because prior to, um, you know, Christmas, you know, Jesus coming and becoming man and Christianity sort of taking over the Western world, most places still had a holiday that was being celebrated during this time of year. And what it would be based on, it was still based on a version of gratitude. It was like, you know, in agricultural societies, it was... Oh, you know, we, you know, all the harvest has been carried in, and now we have food for the winter, and we don't have to be farming anymore. We can't be farming. And so we're basing, you know, our ability to feed ourselves on the stuff that we have already harvested. And so there is this we have more time to celebrate. So we have more time to celebrate, and we have the resources to actually celebrate with. And so there is this. There was always this knowledge of gratitude to whatever you believed in, that you have given us the ability through our food and through our shelter to survive through these winter months. And what's amazing is that Christmas, when 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 you when Jesus came, he gave a whole new way to talk about and to think about gratitude-based acceptance, where it's like, oh, Jesus has come. And saved us, you know, to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. And so we could then actually, in a more tangible way, celebrate the fact that we are farmers,
2: bum, 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 bum.
0: have been given so much by God. And therefore, then the way we celebrate that is to enjoy that all together for ourselves. And then because we've been blessed so abundantly, part of that is to bless others so that where you come the gratitude based celebration is gradual for what you've been given enjoying those gifts to be given and then giving those to others that's where the generosity comes in it's like so so much of like the, the christmas movies we talk about like that you know that even the secular ones are based on faith of some kind you know whether it's believing in santa claus and that's part of the gratitude thing is that we have to be gratitude. Somebody has given us something which create, and then, but it's also based on generosity being given, you know, being generous to others. And so I think that, that gratitude based celebration, um, you know, you think about a Christmas carol, which is again, literally the whole thing is about banging old, banging over the head, like a greedy person, because he's not celebrating, not like, you know, enjoying for himself and with others, the bounty that exists because he thinks he has to hold it tightly, everything he has, because he doesn't believe that he's actually generously being given to by, you know, by the spirits, by the, you know, whatever, you know, his, and and so I think that, that that gratitude for what you've been given and then for overflowing that to others, um, and it's and attached to some degree to the divine, because again, you can't, historically, you can't deny, that's just always what it's been, whether it's, you know, whatever God you believed in before Jesus or Jesus now, somehow gratitude to the divine that bleeds over into celebrating for yourself and others seems to be what what it's all about. Why we celebrate things during the winter, even if there's not Christmas. And then once Christmas happened, what's interesting is that once Christmas happened, like a few centuries on, the idea was, we're going to orient this toward the family as well as the community. And so that's how you get a very family-oriented version of it, just like how they did with Halloween. Basically America just said, okay, we're all going to make all these holidays about our families. Um And, and that, uh, so that's a, I think, yeah, so I think those are all components of it, but it is, it is interesting to see how at every step of sort of the evolution of Christmas, um, the gratitude based celebration has, um, been when it's been its most powerful, the reason people have been attracted to celebrating it and, um, the reason people today are still like, we want to be a part of it.
1: So, I'm going to ask the next question, and we'll kick it off with Nathan A, which is, I agree with everything both of you are saying. I love the gratitude based thank a celebration. So there are a lot of people out right now, and then we're gonna get a little cheesy, but we're gonna talk a little more personal. There are a lot of people out right now who who do not feel this right now. They don't feel thankful. They do not feel happy, and and they probably have good reason. There's a lot of people listening right now who have good reason not to be thankful, and good reason not to celebrate. Maybe they're experiencing death in their family, or they've lost homes, or they've lost jobs, or or a whatever it might be, sickness, you know, terrible things. What would you say to someone as we're entering this season who is struggling to quote find? the 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 spirit of christmas find that gratitude find that thankfulness find that excitement what would you guys say because b- by the way i've struggled with this before um that i've been through really difficult christmas seasons uh how would you go about telling them or even if you were in that situation or have been or are um in in, in finding the christmas spirit or should you
2: mm, yeah that is a difficult question and it's something i feel like we all grapple with in our own way whenever we co- co- uh, do face that I feel like at the end of the day, like this boils this again goes back to what we were talking about. How it's hard to feel, it's hard to want to feel generous. It's hard to want to be thankful when it feels like you don't have much to be thankful for. If it's, it's hard to feel like you're you have much to give when you don't really have much to have. Ha- don't really have much in general. Like I think I've used this analogy before on the show where if on a fit on a material or existential level you feel like you're a cornered rat you're going to want to lash out at anyone or anything that comes your way. It's so like, yeah, you're going to be trying to defend yourself. You're, to, you're All those survival instincts are going to come in. So like, even when someone does get close to you, you're going to lash out at them because you think they're going to try to take from you rather than help you. And that's a very difficult place to be in. And again, we've all been there in some way or the other, and we'll probably be there time and again. And so I feel like when it comes to fighting those instincts, part of it, not the whole solution, but I think part of it is just making an effort to Fight those instincts that make you want to push other people away. So, like, surround yourself with the right people, surround pe- yourself with people who remind you that there is good worth celebrating. There is a lot of pain, and we've all felt that, and we've all d- dealt with that, but there's still a lot of good out there, too. And sometimes you just need to have the right people around you just r- to remind you of that, even in the midst of your pain, just as how you help them remind. Uh, remember the good times in the midst of their pain so you need a, so like just like with any party you can't have a party by yourself you can't celebrate by yourself you need other people around you in order to give you reason to celebrate to remind you what to celebrate and then to help you put you in that back in that spirit even when you're not feeling it yourself because again it's very hard to do that on your own it's possible but it's so much easier when you surround yourself by trusting loving people who you fellowship with who really want to celebrate life alongside with you and who are with you through the good times and the bad. So even if all of your instincts are screaming at you in that moment to say, push other people away, self-isolate, be a miserly old coot, collect whatever you can or save yourself, remind yourself that's not your salvation. That's what you're not built for. That's not what you're meant to do to survive. Or like, you can, it can help you quote unquote survive, but won't help you thrive. And so the real way we really thrive as people is by holding ourselves accountable again by celebrating like it's hard it might be weird to think but like celebrating together does actually hold us accountable because again it helps us see the full reality of life where yes, the part of reality of life is seeing all these bad things, acknowledging these bad things, and dealing with pain and trauma. Of course, that's real. But the other part of reality is also reminding ourselves that there's a lot of good out there too. A lot of things we're celebrating. And even though we have all these bad things that we dealt with and may deal with in the future, there are still so many more good things that we can celebrate as well. And that makes it all the more easier to handle the bad things. So yeah, just try not to do life alone. It can be easier said, it can be a lot easier said than done sometimes, but really at the end of the day we're built for each other just on my own i'm not so bad but i'm not at my best
1: yeah i i couldn't agree more and i think this is like this is something i i'm pretty individualistic i like to do life my own i like to figure things out um by myself but as you pointed out nathan like we have limited perspectives as humans and, and that was almost like the intended by god we weren't we weren't made to be able to see everything by ourselves and i can try i can do all the work i can to see everything but if we are in a place of life in which our vision has been almost entirely taken up with the difficulty and hardships of life um put yourself around other people one so they can help you through those they can find you can find support in in the midst of that but two so they can actually help enlarge your vision not to ignore the difficult things in life but Uh, Also include the beautiful things that when you put people around you, you can start to have their perspective invited into the mosaic of what you are seeing in your life and you can start seeing the beauty included and all of a sudden that will help you um, be in a more healthy place where you actually want to celebrate and something I'd also add is. So at 1000% agree is don't do it alone. You're going to be tempted to maybe, you will, I don't know if you will. I am tempted to oftentimes try to do things alone. But I always find that when I put myself around, um, by the way, when we say people, we mean good, healthy people, not crazy, toxic people, you know, <laughs> I think that goes without saying, um, but find good people who care about you. So you can widen your perspective to see the beauty in the world, especially if you have been in a season where you, where your field of vision has been taken up with difficulty and darkness. Um, and number two is, um, for me, I would add is something that's really helped me. We've talked about this before. The difference between toxic positivity and just positivity is choosing even in the midst of what I can recognize as difficult in my life, choosing to be thankful for the things I do have. And it's a practice. This is like working out. It's not easy, but... Um, I have found that when I do, when I get up in the morning and I open up my prayer time to God, just even like, when I'm in a bad mood, things are going terrible, terrible things are happening, but I choose to look at the things I'm thankful for. I find that joy is so much more easily accessible when I have uh, chosen to look at and be thankful for the things I have. And then real quick on top of that, I will say, you know, one of the things about Christmas that, that is so beautiful that I think is that christmas is essentially seasons you know it's about god incarnating becoming human coming to us right and um what ultimately ultimately to me more than just a story what this says is all the deepest longings of our humanity have been answered that there is hope um so as i think about it i'm going okay what does everybody want in the world we want purpose we want meaning we want to know we're not alone. And Christmas is the story. Yes, it's a story. It just happens to be true. Christmas is the story that has assured us that we have purpose, we are loved, and we're not alone. And I think that's a beautiful thing to remember. And that's something to be thankful for and include in our psyches in the philosophies that we're going about enacting during this season and i think it can be really beautiful to remember oh no the world is beautiful there is someone who cares about me cares about me enough to come here to to uh, to spit to be with me to give my life purpose to love me to connect with me there is a creator there is purpose behind the universe and that's what christmas does for me and that has helped me remembering those truths has helped me um uh step into a more beautiful season, even in the midst of really dark and difficult ones. Joseph, what would you say about this? Man, you guys, you guys just make me want to say hallelujah.
0: hallelujah. Hallelujah! Just well, well, well said. Um, I, I, I think that there are very few things more painful than um, seeing things that you want, other people having things you want when you don't have them. And so I think for a lot of people, Christmas is very painful because they do value having families and friends and and even, you know, romantic partners that they can celebrate this time with. And for one reason or another, they don't, whether it's as simple as, you know, they're in the city away from their family and haven't been able to make new friends and they have to work the, you know, the Christmas shift at work or whatever, you know, they're that. That they feel isolated, and and isolation is so painful and harmful. You know, there's a new study people have been sharing around a lot that has been like, you know, loneliness is the equivalent for your health of smoking fifteen packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. You know, so, uh, which is insane. You know, so the so if you're lonely in that way, if your life is hard, because most people I know whose life is hard but they have people around to celebrate. Christmas with still want to celebrate Christmas and they can celebrate, feel like they can celebrate Christmas as long as they have people around to celebrate with. But the people who I knew who resent Christmas, the same people who, you know, the only people I know who resent Valentine's day are either married couples who don't want to deal with the rigmarole or people who are single, you know, it's because, Oh, there's something that other girls celebrating that I wish I had that I can't. And so for people who really, I, I would say, first of all, don't let that make you um, hate the thing that you want in order to make it less painful. Actually acknowledge the fact that the reason that you are feeling bad at this time of year is because you want that thing that other people have and that it is beautiful. Um, and and acknowledge and celebrate that, that that's a good thing that you want that. And I would say that um, what I've done is whatever little things and whatever little things you have to be grateful for acknowledging them and living out of those things again if you just have and i've had this like one or two friends who are who are in you know in the city over christmas and you're not able to go home is like you know making sure that you're celebrating with them you know is an amazing thing going out finding people who are looking for other people to celebrate with and celebrate with them. Go to church, like even if you haven't been in a while. It's like just go there because they have Christmas parties. They're doing things because that's a place where people meet each other to share these things together. Whatever things you have in your control because even if you don't feel like you have much, the people who first started celebrating Christmas, most of them had a lot less than we do. (laughs) And so you do have things that you can be grateful for and celebrate. So whatever small thing you have that you will experience what this holiday has to offer. And as Nathan said, just living 2000 years after Christ was born, you have meaning and purpose and a connection with God and all the things that you need to actually have the kind of life you want. And so being grateful for that and being around other people, another reason to go to church around other people who are grateful for that as well is a way for you to actually um, actualize the
2: values of the holiday. 100%. At the end of the day, it can be real easy to like, especially during this season, it can be real easy to believe that you're all alone and that you're doomed to be alone, quote unquote, but you're not doomed to be alone you're not made to be alone you're like we said where you're literally built to be around other people and exist and thrive alongside of them and it's just a matter of and i think the only way you can really quote unquote, again quote unquote doom yourself is if you choose to live out that reality where like you let these bad things keep coming up and like you you see these bad things keep coming up and you choose to believe that narrative for your life and but like as joe said what you can do instead is counteract that narrative by finding those good things, big or small in your life and choosing to act out those things. So like make the most of what you have and, bring that to god most of all and you will see how he will multiply it like he does that time and again like with the fish and the loaves or like when he tells his uh tells his people to come tied to them he literally says come test me on this give me that little bit and i will multiply it like bring what you have to me and i'll give you so much more i just need you to know that you i just need you to first at least acknowledge what you already have bring that and trust me with that and then bring it to me for more like god's like inviting you to acknowledge that good reality and then that opens up a gateway opens up your eyes to see a much bigger a good reality he has for you so it's just a matter of taking that first little small step that first little invitation to bring him something and he will multiply it and feed you five thousand times more with that goodness so to summarize uh
1: our lesson on our last episode of the year uh, talking about the christmas spirit to summarize the christmas spirit is gratitude gratitude based celebration as joseph said and nathan said um and it's one that you can access by thankfulness and one that is to be lived out with people, remembering the beauty of what it means that God came uh, uh, to our world and loves us and gives us purpose and value. So that—that's the I think the summarizing statement. If you guys are on, uh, if you guys agree, I got some nods. Okay, good. And I hope Agreed. that we, we am-
0: all. Wish- <laughs> I am just like, I want to say, God bless us, everyone. I'm such Like, we're trying not mode. to
2: overlap with the audio, but at the same time, this is too good not to overlap. Max! <laughs> <laughs> no! Help me! I'm... feeling... <laughs>
1: You can you can do all that. You can just um, iron it all out with uh, cutaways to Tiny Tim. It has to be the, uh, the Muppet, Muppet Tiny Tim.
2: Yes. Of course, of course. God bless us.
1: God bless us, everyone. Uh, but we do wish you all a very Merry Christmas, and we will see you next year. But before we wrap us out for the year and for the season, we are going to jump into...
0: Our end of the year blesses and curses, Christmas blesses and curses, where we take a work of art, media, or resource and bless it, i.e. recommend it, or curse it, i.e.
2: diss it. So um So as- Joseph and I both start by blessing eggnog. <laughs> Who wants nog?
0: Amen. Hey guys.
1: Guess what I'm going to (laughs) curse.
0: Of course. It balances out. Of course. But you have to do it for the memes. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yes. uh, Nathan A., uh, do you have an idea of what you want to bless slash curse besides eggnog uh, yet? Yes, Yes, I do.
2: Uh, well, I don't really have anything to curse, because the problem is, with all these good things that happen around Christmas, it's hard to remember the things I want to curse, because I'm just focusing on all the good things. Because, again, gratitude. Well said. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so what I want to bless is Rise of the Guardians. It's technically not a Christmas movie, I guess, but, I mean, Santa's no. one of the main it characters. Is. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: i watch it every christmas it is absolutely christmas movie it's fantastic
2: yes yes i love it i love it it's one of my favorite versions of santa and really i'm a sucker for any version of santa that's like this badass swashbuckling hero because i love the dichotomy of the sweet quote-unquote sweet gentle guy giving kids presents and as gentle kids but also not afraid to kick all the butt he needs to in order to like save the day so i love rise of the guardians for like for many reasons but that's one of the main reasons and i also love it because one of the main themes of that movie i feel like is again another showing of what celebration looks like or like what it means to have fun where it's like the main thing about this movie is the bad guy he wants everyone to be free he wants everyone to be free of the unknown he wants everyone to like cower in fear because they don't have much and they don't know what's in store for them so they don't feel like they can enjoy themselves but then the main lesson in this movie is like no you can enjoy yourself you can enjoy yourself alongside your friends or your family and have fun and just celebrate. Like you don't need to be afraid of the unknown. You have good people around you right in front of you you can have fun with. Like, why? was there's literally no reason to be scared because you have so much good right in front of you that you can enjoy that you can enjoy together. So I love the movie for that reason. Um another movie that I want to bless, uh, it's much less of a wholesome movie, but still a fun Christmas movie, uh, Violet Night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna do that. Nathan
1: A and I saw
2: that together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I can't watch it.
2: So, <laughs> so yeah, anyone with children or like weak wills of hearts, uh weak hearts, you probably don't want to watch it. But it's a very fun, very campy, very crazy Christmas movie. And I love it for the same reasons I love Die Hard, which is also an action movie set on Christmas Day. But like another reason I love it is because it also reminds me of the pacing of Die Hard or like old fashioned Christmas movies. Cause I think I pointed this out to Jill last year when we watched it, where it's like the movie doesn't rush into the action right away. Like I feel like it spends like at least three minutes or something trying to set up the characters in the story which was what impressed me about die hard when i saw it a few years ago again with joseph where it's like most action movies you would see nowadays that are made kind of like start the first five or ten minutes with like a big action set piece like like set up to like make you know what to expect from the movie and that's not inherently a bad thing like that's its own thing and like it shows you where we are in modern times and modern storytelling storytelling but it does go to show that there's something to be said about taking your time leading up to the action to like again set up your character set up your theme set up your story and that makes it all the more enriching once they finally do get the get to the action because it feels like the stakes have really properly been set and like you can ease your audience into it and so it's much more interesting it's much more easy to digest and just makes for a very interesting dynamic especially compared to this modern day the modern day action movie where it's kind of just go 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 all the time
0: well, I will say this that you know, if if you can get through sort of like the John Wick style violence, uh, Santa Claus you know going doing all of that, um there it, it is like a very inmate very sweet movie about people learning to actually be thankful for what they have and um and love each other instead of uh, holding tightly. Uh, to things that are that are wrong for them, and so it's it's funny. Be- what's funny about it is the fact that it's such a sweet Christmas movie, and then there's Santa, like just you know, blasting people like John Wick. So it's 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 if you could get through that, it's it is definitely a particular taste. But I definitely also really enjoyed it. It's wholesomely
2: um, violent, or like as this running <laughs> gag that Joseph and I have between each other. It's basically this this obscure genre, quote unquote, called uh, dark schmaltz that often that we often use to describe Joseph's taste
0: yes my aesthetic is dark schmaltz according to nathan a and i, I don't hate that um uh, but anyway which is why i'm such a big fan of james gunn but that's a whole other thing all right so uh nathan nathan uh one, uh, what uh what are your blesses and curses besides we know that your curse is eggnog but you know aside from that
1: uh yeah i i strongly disavow and deeply curse eggnog if for nothing else Who decided to name it eggnog and said, oh, this is a good drink and it has egg in the title. I don't know what you guys are thinking. This is wrong. Hot chocolate all the way, obviously, which is my bless. Uh, So I started with my curse eggnog and I'm going to my bless hot chocolate. I will also bless a couple other things on the Christmas spirit. Um, I have this uh, YouTube video, but you can also find it on iTunes and Spotify and all that of a version of "O holy night, which I think is one of the most beautiful songs ever sung, ever written. I mean, it, it totally encapsulates seriously the, the spirit of Christmas and the and ultimately the gospel uh, is found in this um, in this hymn, which was written as an abolitionist hymn. Um, but even more than that, about the what how, the abolition that God has brought to all of humanity. And so it's a beautiful hymn with a beautiful history. But one of those beautiful renditions I've ever heard sung is by a guy named David Phelps. And um, and to watch the live version, listen, so, uh, I, I grew up in a musical family. I grew up in um, uh, educated music. I know I and I so I say this with a little bit of education and knowledge. I don't know that I've ever heard a better vocal uh, performance in my entire life uh i it is something it's like a tradition for me to watch this every year i really highly encourage you to go listen to it uh, listen to the words of course too but the performance if you want a worthy performance of these worthy and beautiful words go listen to david phelps oh holy night um i'm also gonna bless um i'm gonna do i'll do I'll, my blessing curse has something to do with each other um and i um I'm thinking about whether to give Joseph credit on giving me the backstory to this or not. So I'm not going to. Joseph didn't tell me anything about what I'm about to say. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to bless Elf. I think Elf is a fantastic uh, example of the Christmas spirit. I think it's fun. um, It's sweet. It's kind. uh, It's silly. Um, but also it really gets to this heart of of being around people like uh, we talked we touched on today, being with people, celebrating with people and seeing the beauty and goodness in the world. Um, and so I think it's a beautiful movie. It's it's one that is a classic for good reason. Um, and also just a silly part of me really just loves it. And so I'm going to bless this, which came out on the same day as <laughs> apparently um, uh, Love Actually, which is my curse. I'm sorry. I know we have listeners who like Love Actually. I've heard you. It's a bad movie. If for no other reason, it's just super problematic, guys. And I am not this guy. I am not the call out cancel guy, but it is so problematic that even I can't like turn a blind eye. I mean goodness gracious, infidelity, just objectification, uh, lying. It is just, it's terrible. So this movie, if you like this, you're a bad person. Okay. I'm sorry. The, the, the opinions of me are not, uh, reflected by all of overthinkers necessarily. Um, but, uh, I'm kidding. This is obviously a classic movie. Tons of people like it, but I just really do not like this movie. And every time I get roped into watching it again, I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot again. I'm always like, what? No, I was totally right. All these years. It's, terrible so uh i'm not a huge fan of love actually which came out on the same day of elf so if you have a choice which you do because we live in a modern age uh with streaming easily available go watch elf it's a better one when it gets down to the christmas spirit so there's my blessings and curses oh yeah uh again i'm just gonna do the second curse of eggnog because what what the heck guys come on
0: you know this is this is just gonna you know the arms race of blessing and cursing eggnog will continue throughout all of 2024 um get get ready strap in folks um, yeah, I have to agree with that curse of love. Actually, again, it how you how you were able to get so many stars, like in one movie, that's and, and a romantic, you know, movie set at Christmas, and yet every single romance, like wants us to root for like, the most problematic things possible, most problem and celebrate. It's again, it's like everybody's stereotype about how unhealthy the relationships are in rom-coms are all in the same movie. And it's set at Christmas time, ostensibly celebrating Christmas, but everybody's value system that they're celebrating has nothing to do with Christmas. So it really is like, it's, it's it will, the New York times did an article on this where they basically said these elf and, I love actually were the last like classic Christmas movies to come out. Um, and they both do represent like the two versions of Christmas, like the one, the wholesome one. And then the one that's kind of evolving as one having nothing to do with the values of the holiday. So it's kind of ironic. Um, but yes. So um, for me, I'm going to like, again, anytime I bless a Christmas movie, I will say uh, I, I, it has to come with a proviso that the true bless is always Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, of course. The objectively the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Obviously.
1: that, that yes. goes without saying all of us. Uh, it goes without saying that we all bless, of course, Muppet Christmas Carol yes. first.
2: Yeah. Um, like all, but, and in other news, we all breathe air. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Yes. Um, but yes, I want to also bless a movie that I just finally saw last year after Nathan Sher uh kept bugging at me that I had to see it. I finally saw it is Klaus. Which is a, it's
1: a yes. beautiful
0: reimagining of the origin of Santa Claus in gorgeous animation. That's um that really does again. It starts out with somebody who's selfish. It's a kind of you know his own version of a Scrooge, you know, story where somebody who's selfish, um, who learns to be grateful and to express that gratitude and gen- through generosity to others and to celebrate that. And so again, it's that classic story that we're we're so fond of that um, and done it's gorgeous animation, gorgeous characters, so funny, so beautiful, makes
2: me cry like, you know, when I watch it. Like for those that don't know, like for tone wise or like writing humor wise, basically imagine they took Emperor's New Groove and made it a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. Even like the character arc. It's like, yes, yep. it's Emperor's New Groove Christmas
0: movie, which again, Emperor's New Groove is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh, so yeah, that's ex- exactly it's such a and it's such a good movie. It's on Netflix. So like almost everybody has access to it. So if you haven't watched it yet, and you're searching for your new Christmas movie this year, this is the one to do first i also um, can't
2: quite i also can't you remember but i think it might also be norm mcdonald's last official performance in anything before he passed oh, oh my wow. gosh okay I, I might be making that up i feel like it either might be the last or like one of the last so that's another
0: reason to just to, to watch it because what an amazing vocal performances everybody gives in it it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really jk just,
2: simmons and santa just oh uh, mm, I, I know
0: i know um to curse um you know, I can't feel bad about cursing this because I've already gave it a bad review in like writing, so like, you know, everyone knows my feelings about it already. But I'm going to curse the new um faith-based musical comedy Journey to Bethlehem. Um, um I know, I know. I have want- I know. I've wanted to have like a a, a Christmas nativity movie the for a while. Um, I know people like the Nativity one with Oscar Isaac, but that's just so boring to me. It doesn't feel very Christmassy. I've wanted nope. something like this. But it, it Journey to Bethlehem, their hearts are in the right place. But it, it does fall into what I call the Taika Waititification of movies, which is that everything has to be a joke. Like every mm. moment has to be funny. Every moment has to be cheesy. and, and so like And it really didn't have any room for... Leaving time for there to be some like emotions, some, you know, some, some for tears, like, you know, you know, uh, you breathing know, room, breathing room for that. And so it, it didn't feel the spirit of Christmas. And I feel like, you know, if if, 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 gosh darn it, if the Muppets Christmas Carol can make me cry, then a movie about the, about the nativity
1: should have some of that weight to it too. Um, so there's, you know, if you did want to hear the songs are kind of catchy though. I heard I heard the songs and dance numbers weren't too bad. A couple of them. A couple of them are good. A couple of them are good. Um, so yeah, yeah again. You can read my
0: review of *Religion Unplugged*, and you can see the movie, and you can tell me how wrong I am. People have, and we've had
1: good conversations about that. So, um, but yeah, that is do it. It is like one of—I live for telling Joseph he's wrong about things. So, <laughs> I encourage you to get in on this. It's—it's it's a blast. You
0: haven't lived until you have told Joseph that you're wrong. That is the true spirit of Christmas. Like that uh... is the greatest drug. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Anyway, way. Wait, wait, this is fantastic. Again. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is such a... Um, we're so glad that you choose to spend a small part of your Christmas season with us. Um, so anyway, if you do... Uh, people, Nathan, if Nathan won, if people do want to get in touch... Um, actually, first, Nathan A. I know you're where your answer is going to be.
2: But if people do want to get in touch with you, and you want people to get in touch with you, <laughs> where can they go? If someone wants to, wants to find me, try letting, writing a letter to Santa. Ask that for Christmas. Maybe he'll <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> I love how it's on
1: theme on two levels. (laughs) So now Nathan one, if
0: people uh, do want to uh, get in touch with you or want to get in touch with the overthinkers, where is the best way that they can do both of those things?
1: Uh, First, go to the overthinkersjournal.world, find out more about your hosts and send us all of your love and hate mail. Though this is the last uh, episode of the season of this year. One, we are so grateful uh, for a fantastic year of fun overthinking. Thank you for being here, everybody. But two, if you do send us tons of love and hate mail, we probably won't see it till the new year. So uh, just letting you know. Um, uh, and if you want to join the group, we will be posting memes and getting to great discussions uh, continuously through the season. So jump onto the Overthinkers private group, the Facebook, uh private group over thinkers. We'd love to have you among our ranks. If you do want to get in touch with me, go to NathanClarkson.me or search my name Nathan Clarkson on any of the socials and I'm just going to plug. Listen, I have a Christmas movie that I made a couple years ago called Miracle on Highway 34. I almost forgot the title of my own movie. Um, It is fun. It is sweet. It is kind and it is made by someone who you listen to. So go check it out. Um, uh, I I love Christmas and I and I hope that you might enjoy my Christmas movie, too. Um, So there's my little plug for my little movie, Joseph.
0: I also, you may you may hear recognize another voice uh, on this in in that movie if you uh, do watch it. So uh, definitely let me know if you recognize. Apparently, some of us here have recognizable voices that uh, did not know. <clears throat> but um, yes, so yeah. If you want to get in touch with me, obviously I'm on all the socials as well. Also, I have my website josephbullmanstudios Also, I have my um, I also have uh, the regular writing work I do for Religion Unplugged, where you get to see be offended by all of my takes on pop culture and movies uh, in the faith-based and and Hollywood spaces um and yeah thank you again yes so much everyone uh, for joining us uh this whole year and christmas time praise elderby uh and, <laughs> and which that's th- th- Jesus little, too and Jesus yes <laughs> mostly Jesus too much
1: hate mail when we get most, back most Jesus
0: <laughs> and I mean, do we actually get hate mail for